What's up? This is another episode of Just Common Thoughts. Here we discuss pop culture and multimedia. We often clash because Edgar is always wrong. I'm Darius, the voice of reason here. And if you somehow miraculously made the decision to keep listening, tune in for our absurd takes and passionate debates, which ultimately mean nothing. But thank you for listening. <laughs> here we go. I can give you a good headcanon why she can't fly and why she doesn't fly anymore. Sure. She realized how fucking stupid it looked. <laughs> All right. Um, welcome, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Do you watch um, Darius? Do you watch the Queen's speech? Did you listen to it? No, I, I haven't seen that. Oh, did you watch Wonder Woman? I did watch that. Is she a queen? She is a queen. What do you rate her as a queen? Out in of seven. Mo- in the movie? Well, okay, let's uh, let's rate the movie. Rate her first as a superhero because um, you're a fan, and then we'll rate the movie. Okay, that's a, that's a really good question, uh, to rate her as a superhero. I mean, to rank her, if she's one of my personal favorites, I wouldn't put her in my, like, top ten. Okay. Oh, that's bad. I'm not a DC Uh-oh. person, so she's not in my top ten, but... Yeah, she, between DC and Marvel, she's not in my top 10 in terms of favorite, but in terms of power, she's definitely like top top five. I have a, I have a, uh, up the rip, um, shout out to all you guys over there. Um, I think Wonder Woman should be able to beat up or defeat Superman. Here's why, because Superman's whole entire weakness is magic, right? And then this movie is saying that she's half magic. I mean, she's always been half magic, right? Because she's like the son of Zeus and she's technically a demigod, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she should be able to like, you know. Um, no, you're right. But I think that's why she was able to cut Doomsday, right? Oh, yeah. See? Because her sword was, her sword was magic. You should just be magic. That's part of the problem that I have with this movie. And and we'll talk about it later. And I know this stuff happening with her powers. But she was full on fighting Superman and Doomsday. Like throughout throughout Gotham. And then now she's in this is just like, what what happened to that same? Um, She got a different director. In strength. Like... Well, you know what? You're gonna. We're gonna. Um, I guess at the end of the uh, at the end of the review, we're gonna talk about it. But I think you're about to see her in March in either a very long movie or four separate um, episodes. But that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Now we can get both versions of her. Um, uh, Wonder Woman came out Friday. Did you watch it when it came out on Christmas Day? I did. Yeah. Oh, I just finished watching it today because I couldn't get through it the first time. I'm rating it a, wow. uh, listen, your rating is much worse than mine. So <laughs> this is why I'm going to be a little bit cavalier, but I'm rating it. We rate things over here um, out of seven and I'm rating it a three out of seven. But overall, I think it's good. I, well, I think it's a good experience watching the movie and it's something that's worth having in the film canon overall, but. That's a good way to put it, Edgar, because I would say that too. I would say it's worth watching. Yeah. But my rating is also, every time I talk about it, like I, the movie gets worse. 
I feel like it has it has Lovecraft vibe where like as a whole you want to be it's really good and you you like it you like watching it but like when you get into the nitty gritty some things don't make sense so um kind of broke it down that way you um before we get started what do you rate it out of I rated uh two I see I had it three out of seven and then after we talked it went down to two out of seven I was I was talking to my dad about this. It's not worse than Harley Quinn. Oh, what? Really? I think Harley Quinn was. Never mind. That's another podcast. But um, did uh, well, what I do you think? No, but I understand why someone would choose to watch Harley Quinn over this. Yeah, I think most of the goodwill from the Suicide Squad, which it felt more like Suicide Squad. But um, well, let's get back like to get to one of our first uh, points of ratings. Actually, um, that's a good segue because. One of my problem was that it had a tone problem and that this, I said that Wonder Woman, the first one felt like Captain America and this one felt like CW, uh, Supergirl vibes. Shout out to Linda Carter. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one felt, um, it just, I, see, I know what you're saying. Like when I hear CW, Supergirl vibes, to me, it's just like they're pushing an agenda. And in like, I know you don't want to put it in that way, but I I will put it in that way. Like there's clearly an agenda being pushed. And it's that same agenda that was being pushed in Captain Marvel. Um and even to an extent in Harley Quinn as well. But yeah. So you're talking about like the messaging of the film and some of the, like the message or the tone? The tone and the way that, the way that's, and just to be straight up with it, just to be candid. Yeah. I'm transparent, just the way that men act in the film. Okay. Um, give, give me your example of that. And then I guess I'll give you an example of why I thought it was more, um, what I got the CW vibe out of. What do you think? Um, the, I got that the the men and you know this is more so like I said this this sort of more so aligns with Captain Marvel I guess than CW uh Supergirl. Yeah. Um but the men were just vi like vile and disgusting and like straight up evil or they were lusting and uh like they weren't either they were either concerned about you concerned about the woman or they were completely concerned about the woman only because she looks good now. Um, and everybody besides, you know, besides Chris Pine, but Chris Pine ultimately did nothing too. Um, um, the first, unlike in the first movie where I thought it was a great dynamic between him and Diana, he clearly added, he didn't just add to um, the team, like the fighting team. Like he didn't just bring stuff, he, he brought stuff to that, but he also, challenged Diana to think and challenge her ideology. And because of him, she grew. I see what you're saying. In the first movie, this he definitely, he drove the plot. He was yeah. the fighter that like landed on the island and the one that introduced her to the world. And now right. their positions have sort of switched, except it's still a Wonder Woman movie. So she gets the best of both worlds. Whereas he's just basically there to be explained to. Right, like, and I'm saying in the first, in the first one, he's he's saying like, look, 
uh, men are bad. Men are evil. No matter what, men, all men are going to be violent or commit crime, commit war. Like men, men like you and me are human. He's saying the human race is going to always going to commit war and that that's just their nature. Whereas Diana was saying, no, this is happening because of Aries. And humans are really good, but it's actually um, Aries who's messing with y'all. That's why you guys are fighting with each other. And they had that budding ideology to come towards the end when he shows the humans are still fighting after Aries is down. And she had to come to that realization like, oh, humans are kind of crappy, but they still worth saving. So and what do you like? So I'm I... saying that, that, that was a driving conversation of that movie. And there was no, there's nothing that Chris uh, or Steve Trevor came back to, to bring, like he didn't challenge your ideology at all. He didn't assume... help her. He didn't, not, he didn't even have to challenge it, but he didn't help her grow as a character at all. They have a huge, and we'll, t- we'll actually, this is, I didn't even talk about this one, um, but I have a huge problem with the fact that they didn't mention, go over, or have any concern for the dude whose body he took. Um, and that might be a spoiler or whatever, but we'll get into that later. I will say that my problem with the tone was, and I, by the way, I, I see what you're saying, I guess, like, like you're saying male representation, Darius is saying male representation, Edgar's saying that's an opinion that I respect and I guess it's valid um, if you don't feel represented in that way. I will say that I thought Pedro Pascal had that arc and that message because because um, the theme of the movie um, was about you know greed and all those things and he's the one that got to go through all that and have that conversation but Again, I could see what you're saying is that there wasn't really a conversation between him and Diana. He was just the he it was having his own separate own. story. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so he maybe they should have just kept Chris Pine out and have him be the villain and the male lead. That's just an idea. But um, what I got from CW was sort of the lighter tone of it. Um, yeah, that that's I, that. Yeah, I was conflating too, but I understand what you're saying. The film overall is just. I like the cinematography. I like. I don't mind the. I don't mind the decision to you know make the superhero film feel more like a superhero film, like a cartoon. I'm saying my problem is they might have gone too far and they made that jump out of nowhere. Like they went. They did go from like Captain America to CW. Not even Cap. Like the first movie was a lot more scary. They had. Um, you know, like when they were gassing people and they were doing all the things that you were talking about, about war and everything. And here the stakes didn't feel as much. It all, it also felt like a, you know, like a, like a, it felt like just like it, it could have been on TV. Like if someone cut it down and kept those same beats of like introduce, like introduce, you know, main character, weird object, you know, like the character goes and does something, loses, and then they learn. A, exactly. Thank you for. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. You're putting it. Um, for putting it that way. Yeah, it felt too formulaic, and that's not that. It's not that the um the other movie, the first movie, wasn't that, but at least they made it feel more realistic, more timely. It felt like they were saying a message, the one that mm-hmm. you were talking about, and. No one is saying that greed is a good thing. Like that's not a conversation that we need to learn. So I will say that the my tone problem is that I felt like it was talking to children and 
it made me not want to participate because I could sort of get that messaging that you were talking about from a network show. So it could have been more complicated. That's a very good point. Um, and, and that's funny you say that because technically the stakes are higher in this movie. But, but did you ever think feel, it couldn't feel any more like nothing? Yeah. And because, <laughs> and again, that could have been the thing that they did in the first film is that they actually expo- explored a real time, just like in Captain America explored World War II, and this one, um, and Wonder Woman explored World War One. You could argue that maybe they handled it differently, but some of the things that they actually showed in the movie, the you know, historical, not reenactments, but the historical context, that stuff did happen. So you can actually give the movie credit for that, where here is they went a little bit, you know, I don't think, I mean, we do get bad messaging from TV or whatever, but no one's being hypnotized. I mean, maybe some people, but like I said, not me. <laughs> Like, I get it as a message for children. Like, Saturday morning cartoon, greed is bad, don't watch too much television. Well, then can I, can I go into uh, what my first issue is? Yeah, sure. Well, that was your... Oh, because I went into tone. All right, yeah, what's your first thing? So, my, my first issue is, I'm going to say continuity. I'm going to say, I, I want to first acknowledge that I understand um, this movie was going to be separate from... Uh, Justice League and th- therefore probably uh, distanced from Batman versus Superman and the Snyder versus Hole. Yeah. But then they make this movie which has almost no ties which, which not just has no ties but it breaks the continuity of the first movie. In what ways? Um, so the first scene is Diana in, in Wonder Woman 84 the first scene is young Diana participating in this weird Olympics game. Yeah. In the first movie, which also, when we're talking about it, um, which brought weight to the characters, because they actually felt more like characters in the first movie, um, was that Diana's mom, the queen of the Amazons, did not want Diana to know who she was and didn't want her to train. And caught her training when she was a little girl and was like, you're not training. And then caught her training with the with the general later as a teenager. And then it was like, oh, she's just gonna keep on training. So you can train her and you can you can train her, but you can't let her know who she is. And that was like a whole point of the first movie, kind of. And that or at least she had to get over that arc of of finding out, oh, this is who I am. This is my my father is Zeus. Um, I can I defend that a little bit? Yeah, but but yeah, but then just saying. So then, when they put her into this uh, Olympic thing with that, it kind of to me it was like, well, what was the point of her hiding then if she already knew she was going to be great and destined for greatness and not well, training her? That's um, that's where I'll not that I don't disagree with you. I will say that if you can headcanon it that you know going to the Olympics isn't the same thing as you know going to basic, uh, you know. But I guess, like, um, let me ask you, when they were showing that montage in the first film, was she actually fighting people? Because if she's a kid and she's just, because, like, they're Amazons and they're supposed to be fit and doing all this stuff. And, you know, I think it feels like, oh, she's the only kid on the island. Let's, like, watch what she does. Like, she's having fun. Let's indulge her. Even though she, 
respect to that little girl, she wasn't fucking around. Diana yeah, see, that, I think it would have been a completely different scene if she wasn't um, actually par- participating in it. You're right, but I guess she like was she wasn't running in it as a kid. They didn't have to make her actually participate in it. You're right. Um, I mean, that's a. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong because um, I think you make more sense than I do. You're right. They didn't continue that whole into. And since it's flashbacks and it doesn't take up a whole lot of story, you'd feel like they'd sort of continue that message. I'll say that it's not in sort of. Um, I guess I could transition to the opening scene because that's actually one of my good things. So, crossing that one off. But um, well, yeah, continuity is going to come back up for me. Um, but we, you can go ahead with what you said, and I'll finish up with what I got to say after. Um, what I got to say is I liked it because um, it's sort of it was super bright. Um, that's a part of the cinematography that I liked, which we'll go back to later. But um, I liked it because, and which is why I'm defending that scene because I feel like it'd be different if she was, you know, if the Amazons are fighting against each other and she was in a position to, you know reveal her powers unless you know one of the other amazons had to fight her so that's why i'm saying like it felt like she was actually competing as a as an olympian so i mean as um competing as a kid because she wasn't actually doing anything you know warlike and i also liked seeing all the other feet that's why i liked um i like the fantasy i feel like that's when they got the fantasy and the cinematography and everything right and that's where the tone problem to go back into it actually felt good because it was a little kid in there so like it felt like the movie seeing it through her eyes instead mm. of pedro pascal an adult like that's where it felt more like the whole cw thing so not you know because it, it's a good thing and a bad thing but the way that i'm talking about it but i guess a good part about it is that if you put a kid in that tone it actually comes off well and it actually feels like no one's talking down to you because they're talking down to the kid so, I mean, I felt like my intelligence isn't insulted. They're just sort of telling the kid what's up. So I liked that whole part of it. I liked um, just, you know, like, as, you know, with COVID and everything, you just like, sometimes, you know, when you see some people just like get athletic and you're like, damn, I want to go outside, see if I could like climb and yeah, <laughs> climb no, some I weird mean, architecture. It was, a, it was a great, it was a beautifully shot scene. That could have been a nice bonus scene or, or like a little... Pre- 10 minute feature brief like it like it, it was good yeah but it broke the continuity and it was a little too long all right all right well let's leave it to the third party to figure that out i will and say then, that it was one of my good things but uh to continue briefly with the continuity part so yeah. um then i almost after watching this i almost think it would have been better if they kept it after batman versus superman or in modern times and after uh after Batman vs Superman, after Justice League, and I think they could have used that because the technology won. Um, so you have Maxwell Lord, whose plan is to reach out to everybody. In Wonder Woman eighty four, he does this by uh, hijacking a satellite. Um, but to me, it is much more um, less of a less of a mental jump to say he's using um, social media or the internet yeah. to reach out to people, and more people have that in their hand. And like he said, they keep um, like like at least I don't know. I feel like that's more intimate and and that's easier to think about than just people sitting in front of a TV. Yeah. So um, I thought it was odd that you said it in '84, but then you you have the finale 
be off a of technology that is better now than it was in 84. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think it could have been after Batman versus Superman, specifically as a character point, if she was able, um, I'm sorry, after Justice League, if she was able to see Lois and Clark together, yeah, you see how Clark gets Lois and they're able to be happy. And then that affects her missing Steve. And then she gets Steve back. And then it's like, she has to give up Steve, but she's like, why do I have to give you up? Like Clark can have his, Clark can have his love. Why can't I have my love and make it work as well? And then just be a different thing about uh, the story about sacrifices. So basically whining more, because um, not to twist your words, because this is definitely what you're, you're not, what you're, um, this is not what you're saying, but to basically loop it into a general conversation that I've heard is that like the movie isn't connected to anything else. I will say that's because like, uh, I don't think Patty Jenkins wanted, not in a bad way, I mean, I don't know, but like she didn't want anything to do with Zack Snyder's yeah, no, that's how I start. That's how I started this. Remember, I said I know that 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 was a thing that they purposefully distanced themselves from those. Yeah, so but I guess I'm just that's... Saying, in, in in my ideal world, in my perfect world, it would have made more sense to. to have um, no, I agree with that. Um, wanna do? Do you want to do action and score and cinematography all at once? Because I'll say one bad thing about the action and then you uh, and then we can all say good things about the score and the cinematography which is yeah why the fuck is she lassoing lightning and why the fuck does it look like her feet aren't touching the ground i know she's they're trying to do something from some sort of like reference somewhere i don't know i mean i saw that in the opening scene which is part of what i liked it is basically all her powers they basically show like the lassoing thing that she did with the little bullet thing and then you know trying to um be spider-man basically um they also showed that in the opening scene so i wasn't mad about it i'm just like it doesn't my problem with it is it doesn't make any you you didn't need to do all that just have her fire or have her you know just you know she didn't need to make it confusing and then that's why it went into a little bit too cartoonish because like you see her feet even the color like, even the, the color ground. grading on the on the rope it doesn't look real. Like in the other movies, it looks. You can sort of see the detail, but yeah. it's just a bright thing. Like yeah. it's like a loose lightsaber, basically. Exactly. And, it, and it's like, does it, is it um, like Thor's hammer now? Does it have a mind of its own? Yeah. Or like what, like what's going on with it? So that, and the, like, what did you think of the freaking gliding, running super fast thing? Cause I'm sorry, that was ridiculous. I was watching that. I'm like, that, that also, when you say CW, that's what it made me feel like CW. <laughs> no, I'm being serious, yo. Maybe she oh. got the Flash. Maybe um, when the Flash went to CW, she, you know, he learned that and brought it over to um to Diana. Hopefully, he didn't try and fight her too. Yeah. All right. So I'm um, so oh, let's go to the cinematography. You didn't like it. I noticed that either they shot on film or it looks like they shot on film, which um. I appreciate it. So the filmmaking at least was good. And, you know, like the big budget that, you know, she's, um, she's mad that it wasn't on the big screen, but I could definitely see what she was talking about. They definitely used scope. It had room to, not that it had room to breathe, but it definitely, definitely felt like a movie that, you know, took place around the world instead of, you know, um, a studio. I like that. And the whole film part of it just made it feel like um, 
like an old classic film, which I wish it had more. I can I say one thing that I wish I really think would help more this um, this franchise is if they imagined Wonder Woman as Indiana Jones and basically just had her go on like archaeology adventures and sort of use that story formula. Like I feel like that might help the character a little bit more because she's sort of this international person and working with the museum and everything. But um, let me know about the score. You really liked it. Yeah, um, I, I like the score. Again, it, it made me uh, feel like, again, the old Chris Reeves movies with that John Williams score. But it's Hans Zimmer who did this one. Hans Zimmer does, um, I mean, he's one of the best, if not the best sound person, would you sound design person? My favorite is um, uh, Cliff Martinez. Do you want to know what movie? Do you want to take a movie? Drive. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. going to say another movie. By the way, for everyone listening, I tried showing Darius the Neon Demon, and he just would not leave his room. So I had to watch it with his roommates. No, actually, was I tough. was in the shower, actually. But oh. <laughs> getting ready to go somewhere where we didn't need to be for another hour. But oh, That's funny. Um <laughs> All right. Um, want to talk about? I think actually that's um, that's all the things that we have. Well, wanted to talk about. Do you want to talk about Pedro Pascal real quick? Um, even though I guess his arc. No, I wanted to ahead. talk about. Um, Please talk about action. Because uh, you talked about cinematography, right? So the mm-hmm. action was few and far between in this one. Um, in Wonder Woman, and I don't know. I don't want to. I know Zack Snyder was more involved in the first Wonder Woman. And oh, was he? Uh, yeah, he wrote it. I'm pretty sure. He had him and Deborah Snyder wrote it, I think. He didn't write Wonder Woman. Or produced her. Pretty okay. Uh, no, I don't doubt that because it definitely looked like um that's it definitely had that darker tone to it. Um, um I just didn't know that he was involved at all. But. And if there's anything Zack Snyder can do, um, and you can't no one could ever argue this with me. I don't care. I'll I'll, I'll die on this hill. It's action. Um, I think you can shoot an action scene really well. Um, and so I feel like Wonder Woman had a little bit of his influence on that. And okay. so the action scenes in the first movie were off the chain. Um, the no man's land scene uh, when coming down and she's going up against uh, walking down uh, the machine guns and it takes out the whole village. That's still iconic even now. Like it's yeah. it had one it had images like in the film that will live on and you know like make that yeah. movie iconic. Whenever I think of this movie, I'm just gonna think of her trying to fucking <laughs> lasso some fucking lightning. Uh, yeah, lasso a cloud. <laughs> or flying through fireworks for 15 minutes. One thing that I want to give props to with all the ridiculous things they have that poor lady do not poor lady she's rich as hell um but like if they have her flying i like the part like no one i don't think i've heard anyone say but like you know how she's like it looks like she's swimming in the water which makes sense because like um in the comics they explain her powers to fly like she's gliding on air so like if they just have her like you know swimming on air like even though that seems ridiculous it doesn't seem that far from from aquaman so i would have that was the only like level of ridiculousness that i was willing to tolerate after that i was i i can't do it yeah like, so, sorry to yeah, interrupt one more thing 
can I just say one more thing? When she's doing the running thing, do, like how are her feet not like smoking? Like, you know, like when they have the cartoons. Yeah. The <laughs> like I'm just expecting smoke to like come out of there. Like that's how ridiculous it was. But um, sorry, keep going. No, so in this movie, um, yes, that's the one thing Steve Trevor doesn't uh for Diana in this movie is that he he says something about how he loves flying and then Diana thinks about it real hard and boom, all of a sudden she can fly. Kind of like Captain Marvel, when Captain Marvel just had to think real hard and it's like, oh, snap, I can fly. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess when it comes down to it, I guess that's what Su- Superman did too, but Superman was, that scene is iconic to me too. And flying to, to the Hans Zimmer score. In the Zack Snyder movie. I always um, think about Spider-Man when he's learning how to um, go through the sky. Those are yeah. my favorite ones. I hope yeah. they have that for the Miles Morales film whenever it comes out, which is going to be announced before summer 2021. That's my prediction. Well, Miles Morales' game isn't doing too well right now. But anyways, so... Anyways, right, well, I'm um, out of time. Do you want to give closing thoughts? Because, um, like I said, three out of seven. Hold on, I didn't even finish my thought. Um, yeah, yeah so fine. Steve Trevor, Steve Trevor, I was saying that's the one thing that Steve Trevor did, I guess, was that he was the vehicle for her flying, but her flying didn't, um, factor in to anything in the movie. <laughs> it didn't factor into her beating the bad guy at the end. Of course, because this is Wonder Woman 84, now when we think about her in the modern day, it's like, well, why is she flying? But of course, like, let's not think about the continuity anymore. I think about these... This movie now is like in the realm of X-Men where it's like, I just can't think about the continuity because I'll get mad. I can give you a good headcanon why she can't fly and why she doesn't fly anymore. Sure. She realized how fucking stupid it looked. <laughs> Especially flying next to Superman. Exactly. <laughs> like, yo, how does, how does the flying look so bad now when we had Hancock in 2009 when that flying, like, that movie I feel like they had... I only watched that movie once, but um, it was a camera movement because I remember they have the, because um, it was the same sort of flying that they have in X-Men where they use wires. I feel like CG, like CGI stuff just makes everything look a little less realistic, but. Yeah, and I think because they kept doing like medium shots of her, like they never gave us wide. Exactly. Wide shot, but um, anyways, so, all right, now let's get to the, can we just talk about the, the 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 you said too much plot? I just want to talk about the dreamstone, the function of the dreamstone, and then the and then the villains, and then we could be good. Okay. Um, because all right, so we have a uh, the wish stone is is what's making is the mover and shaker of this movie. Yeah, the dreamstone. So, first of all, they find this wish stone in the back of a store that was being robbed by, doesn't matter who. Uh, we don't, don't worry about that. We're never gonna find out who was robbing the, the store with all the black market magic stuff. Like, cause that, that wouldn't be interesting to find out about. Um, and they're doing an inventory on it. And then um, Diana, they say, oh, is this is this uh, Wishstone real or not? They're joking about it. Oh, what would you wish for? Then Diana clearly wishes for Steve Trevor. And that's how he comes back. Um, but how does this dream stone work? How does this wish stone work? 
Like she just thinks it, and because at this point she's just thinking it, and she doesn't say anything out loud. And Steve Trevor comes back. I read somewhere that it's based off of something from the comic book. Of course, I mean you can always that can always be the excuse. It's but, a good excuse. I accept it. You don't accept nah, I don't it. Accept, I don't accept that at all. No. 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 I don't accept that at all. Because then later on, um, Pedro Pascal's talking about, oh, I need to hear them. I need to hear them. But you didn't hear Diana make a wish. The Dreamstone just knew. Didn't, did he become the Dreamstone at some point? Yes. Maybe because Diana was holding the Dreamstone when she made her wish. Maybe. I mean, it's not the same thing, but she was touching the actual thing. So maybe the signal. I don't need to defend this movie. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, this movie is making even combative Edgar break down. Yo, he don't even want to be combative right now. because I just I don't have the energy for so it. Anyways, I'll, I'll be brief. Now, as brief as I can be. No, um, I'm saying the movie literally took the energy out of me. I was oh. got too tired watching it that I was just like, I don't. And so then we get Kristen Wiig's character, who Kristen Wiig playing, guess who? Kristen Wiig. Um, do you think she's doing any acting right now? Or do you think, like, they just said, just do you, just be you? She's, when we talk, uh, when we talk about, on. well, when we talk about movie stars and we talk about basically what a movie star is, like, she falls under that Giancarlo Esposito thing where she does her thing, she does it well, she does it a little bit different here, a little bit here, there. And this time she was doing it in the 80s, trying to wear some heels. So you know what? <laughs> it's like they each were in a different movie. Like each person was in a different movie. I but, like Pedro Pascal and Kristen Wiig's movie. I know they were basically doing a, like bits and SNL stuff. Yeah. But I enjoyed watching that. That part of it was actually fun. It's when I'm trying to see yeah, Wonder they Woman. Had good chemistry. I thought that. they could have explored them together more. Yeah. Um, but... Anyways, um, so okay, this is this is also where, where I keep saying this. This is also where I get mad. So the Dreamstone grants Kristen Wiig the ability. The Kristen Wiig says, "I will. I wish to be more like Diana." And the Dreamstone somehow says, "You know what? I guess that I mean, means you're gonna you're get a her. cheetah. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get her powers, and eventually you're gonna become a cheetah. Like, are you saying Diana's a cougar?" that's what i was thinking like that like that connection you know because honestly darius the only connection that i actually had in my mind to make sense to that was the heels that she was wearing i'm guessing like i'm like maybe she got connected to the fabric maybe i don't know but... <laughs> that's funny yo because then because because then also also it's like why wouldn't she just start to look more like diana why why does it choose Oh, I'm gonna take her power. I'm gonna take the powers of one. Kristen Wiig said, "I ain't dyeing my hair for this bullshit." That's what she said. <laughs> and then, but but also then, um, so so then Diana gets her wish. Kristen Wiig gets her wish, but Diana's slowly losing her powers. It would have made so much more sense if the Dreamstone was said, "Okay, you want to be more like Diana? I'm going to take Diana's powers and give them to you." Exactly, but they needed to work the cheetah thing into that it. So made, that's Patty Jenkins. Not like I'm not just trying to pick on her. I'm sure studio people were involved, but that's the movie trying to do too much. And I know, remember what you said about like Diana watching um, Superman and Lois. 
I yeah. like, and I also mentioned how this movie would have been so much better as an Indiana Jones adventure movie. It like yeah. it would have been such a good plot, like weird, mysterious objects. She touches it or touches another thing. Like maybe she's just she got multiple objects because like there's no something that didn't need room, them. And it's you had funny. a room full of artifacts, magic artifacts. And it's a known trope. And isn't that like you could like they had it already. They had a room full of magic artifacts. Oh, and I they stopped, set it I up in the suicide the movie. Yeah, I stopped looking at the wish stone. Okay, now I'm gonna go touch this cheetah thing. What's this? Oh no, I guess I'm a cheetah now. Exactly. And like there's so much dramatic opportunity because like she was sort of this character that was jealous of made to be jealous of Diana. Maybe she found out Diana's secret of being, you know, Wonder Woman, thinking that maybe Wonder Woman is using all these like magic glasses and whatever to make herself immortal. And maybe she wants, you know, and tries to do the same thing. But because, you know, in the theme of the movie where it's, you know, bad trying to wish things and taking shortcuts and that's her punishment as a character for, you know, taking the shortcut, just like it would have been for Diana taking the shortcut with Steve, but right okay thank you for that so that now now i'm finished with that part but now we're going to talk about steve real quick yeah um chris prine does a great job his character has nothing to do and what really bothers me is that wonder woman or even him steve yeah doesn't think what does it mean that i'm back in this person's body like does this person have a life does he have friends? Does he have a girlfriend? Does he have a boyfriend? Does he have kids? Does he have a job? Like, can I hijack this plane with this dude's face? Yeah. And he'll still be okay at the end of it. There is a consent issue that is just not addressed. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and for this, and, and especially, it makes me upset when movies like this, with, with that go for a certain tone, that go for a certain message, yeah. ignore something something is like serious as consent like that um that is a valid complaint i did not even think about it um but you know if you put it like that that does make sense um i was just watching you know shonda rhymes yeah she has a new show on netflix bridgerton i thought i'd watch with my um family over the weekend and first of all the not that I, I knew it was sex scene, so um, I thought maybe watch check it out myself first. But there is a for real rape scene in there where they have this white girl <laughs> rape this black dude and they played off as sort of this sort of like sexy thing. And um, so I think that's a common thing. I feel like if we're trying to represent on, you know, represent a certain subject for one side, we also need to represent it and talk about it on the other side. So that's definitely something to think about. Any more thoughts on the movie? Pedro Pascal. We talked about him. Action, power, skill. Uh, the finale was trash. And what do you think of Gaga, though? She does it a little bit over here. Does it a little bit different over there. Tries to get on YouTube <laughs> to make us sing some stupid-ass song. <laughs> Gal Gadot did Gal Gadot, who was doing Wonder Woman. So, you know. In those terms, I rate her acting and the character seven out of seven. Like she, she, you know, and uh, something that I really like about her, I will say, is that she can be in a, a Snyder Cut movie and keep that Wonder Woman character, and she can also be in this movie with all the things we talked about that we might not have liked. It's not a different performance; like it fits the movie, so that's not easy to do. That takes you know real talent, and you know, she is. 
Wonder Woman. Like she's she is to me. Like they even she she did a they even let her act a little bit in this one. Like in the first one, it worked because her accent and the way she was playing Diana. Um, she was a bit more of a caricature. Exactly. Like her being in a fish out of water um, worked with yeah. how she acts, if that makes sense. No, the Disney princess vibes were, yeah. um, you hit the nail on the coffin or the coffin on the nail. Um, but you're right. That's, I guess that's what I was trying to say with the same character. Like it's still the Disney princess movie that worked in World War One. they brought it over here and it still worked. They just made the whole entire thing. They made the movie the character where they should have kept the character and maybe changed up the movie a little bit. Right, because like I know who Wonder Woman is, but who's Diana Prince? Right. And I like, I like your suggestions that you should have had more of a of a story with all these like um, emotional stuff. Did you just want her to like suffer a little bit more in the movie? I feel like. Uh, I wanted her to be like. I know what you're saying. You wanted her to have more of an arc, yeah. which she did in this movie. It just wasn't um, a complex one. Yeah, like, I, yeah. Um, all right, so do you want to give it a final grade now? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, you can change it if you want, like you did. I, I'll still go two and a half. I'll go two and a half out of seven. Two and a half out of seven. All right. Um, I'll bring it. I'll bring it back with my grading. I'll say four, four out of seven. You know that scene where she was saying goodbye to Steve. Her, her, and Chris Pine have good chemistry. They do, yeah. Because I got a little sad there. I did get sad there. I got moved there at that point. And I even did when not. She was getting, even when she was getting beat up. Um, yeah. She was getting beat up good. Sometimes you got you. You know you gotta get beat up good. Like Spider-Man, all the yeah. Spider-Mans get beat up good. Wait, we did not talk about what did you think of Kristen Wiig's cheetah, like actual look as cheetah? I'm I'm actively blocking that out. There are parts <laughs> of this movie that I'm just not willing to discuss. That's why I'm not even trying to like argue with you because you you're just gonna bring up some points that I know I can't even defend. <laughs> okay, and, and then why does she Diana went and got that suit of armor for no reason? It would have made more sense again if they're like, oh, she's taking my powers, so I need the suit of armors to fight her. I'm going to keep hope because, like, visually, that suit of armor is really good. So, you know what? I'm just deciding right now that it's going to come back in some other movie, whether it's a Snyder Cut, whether it's another, you know, mini TV show. I don't know. It's going to, I'm hoping it comes back and maybe that's her spacesuit. I don't know. I'm trying, I'll just wait for it to be in a different movie and then I can really appreciate it. But right now, it's like, I mean, it, it is good for what it was. Have you ever played the video game um, Justice League Heroes? I actually have a copy of it. In that game, which was a lot like X-Men Legends, you could sort of pick different costumes. And that's way back like in the in the odds. That's when I played that video game and it had that costume. So I was actually happy to, um, to see it. Look up a clip of it. It's on YouTube. Basically, Justice League Heroes when um, she changes it in the final act. And basically in the final act of the video game, she basically, actually it's basically what happens in the movie. Basically she switches into that armor and you go into the final fight against Brainiac and all of a sudden she has a sword and like her powers like are super amped up. That's one of my favorite video games actually. Um, 
to play. You should look it up if you've never played it before. It's um, it's really nice. It has a good story too. But um, oh, and the black John's uh, the black Green Lantern John Stewart is in it. But that's why I'm like giving the suit some some leeway. But anything else? Um, in terms of Wonder Woman eighty four. Oh, we got, um, they're making another one. Are you excited? Will you, well, I mean, I know you watch it, but are you amped up for the third one? See, and that, this is my problem. Wonder Woman is like. And it's going to be the same director, so. My problem with Wonder Woman, the character, is yeah. why I'm not familiar with it. I don't, her, her rogues gallery isn't the biggest. But it's really it, good. It's interesting. It has. Greek mythology as her rogues gallery. She's yeah. fought Hades and like even Cheetah by herself isn't bad, that, but like that's more recent than than like like it's like they retconned her to be Greek. Like that's a more recent change. I like, feel you and history. I you and I are the same generation, so you and I should both be jumping off the Justice League animated series point. I feel I like I don't I don't ever base any of my off of the uh, animated series because it's just too late in the game. It's just such a how did that I'm work? Gonna... They retcon things like every two years, and they bring yeah. Out well, I'm talking about like, like the golden age of comics, like the silver age of comics. Nah, I don't fuck with that bullshit. Then. That is going all the way back there. Are you kidding? They wrote that stuff. That wasn't as complex. I like I like the more recent stuff because they actually put in effort to make it more basically like make it more contemporary right, that's what i'm saying they had to update her rose gallery because their rose gallery wasn't popping yeah that's a good thing though but and now it's still her rose gallery is obscure you know like it's not known it might not be good it might be better but it's not known it's not like there's a joker or a green goblin but it's or a venom no that's or um, reverse flash or i argue with that because they like did that. redcon it to be because most of the who's, stuff who's we watch is who's her lex luther hades Actually, her Lex Luthor is um, is Cheetah, but like Cheetah's a re- no. Cheetah's always been there, and that is her Lex Luthor. But like, I'm just saying right. in the she, comics, she like her physical, like yeah, you know what I mean, like the actual, like the the one that you really got to worry about. Then like, I guess her Lex Luthor would be Hades, because that's what I'm saying. Because that was sort of that's how yeah. it was. That's, in, that's a more recent. That's a more recent thing, and it's also weird. It's, I can see how it's you're tough. saying it's her. You're saying her rogues gallery is bad, but you also don't want her to update it. You just want it to stay bad. No, I want it to be updated, but I'm, I'm telling you why Greek gods is tough to do. Okay. Cinematically. What are you talking about? They're really good to do cinematically, like all. The- no, 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 cinematically with DC. Okay. Because like you're doing all these different comic books, and you you can branch out to magic, but once you start branching, now you're evolving like. North, you can you could do the North mythology because it's not as known. I feel you know what I mean. But the fact that some of the stuff that's in the media, they talk about Thor because Thor is known. I feel like yeah, you say that Diana is a step down from Superman, and you say that Superman is a god. So to me, if they have they incorporate the Greek gods more, they would be on Superman's level, and Diana being more of a demigod, which is why I think. Having wait, 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 a mythological. Wait, wait. Who said Superman was a god? Who said this? You said. Oh, I mean, maybe I. I was watching. I was watching something else, and they said that. But you, how? But in the same way that 
Diana isn't strong as gods and you're saying she's not as strong as Superman is the way that I'm that it's really easy to interpret those characters like that. Well, where... you know what, then here, uh, if that's what it is, then they should use them and do it well. Well, it's uh, only the second movie, so I feel like there's room to grow. Oh, I'm no, they're going to be in the Snyder, Snyder Cup movie. They're doing right? the new gods. New gods, old god, those are the same gods. The new gods is like dark side. No, I know, but I'm just saying it's it's the same power level. I'm sure they because like uh, the new god mythology is oh, that they the live in a level I'm worried about. It's the story I'm talking about. Like they gotta draw something out the hero. Like they, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the new gods turned out to be the old gods, just like how they're doing the Eternals in Marvel and saying that the Greek gods are based off of the Eternals. I'm sure that's gonna be the same thing for DC because. You know, back to the Superman stuff where I first saw those characters, they were living in a mountain and then there was like a bottom part with the minority people. That's Greek mythology with the Olympus and, you know, the rest of Greece. So that's right, all connected. Right. So I can very much easily see, easily see a part where they're like, oh, Diana, your dad, Zeus, is actually the old father from, you know, and then she could be a part of that family and join that thing. So it's all about, it's all about who's writing it and how much they want to connect the universes, which is why the God thing isn't bothering me. It's something that they could incorporate really easily. Like even her cartoon movie, her DC cartoon movie was not, it was, again, I could tell it was good, but it was like, I, I never watched it twice. Uh, they totally took the, they took that part of, oh, oh, like her origin movie. I was thinking about the parts about, um, the movies where they explore the whole Amazon thing, like when it was like Atlanta in the crisis movie and it was like Atlanta versus the Amazon, they took that and put it into- Atlantis, um, not Atlanta. <laughs> what are you it talking was, about, Atlanta? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't the Migos, yes, the and the girls. <laughs> Which, what movie were you watching? It was <laughs> P.I., Tiny, went over there to Themyscira, be like, that's funny. That I would watch that movie. It's too late for you. It's too late for me. The game ain't fair. I don't make the rules. But if you break free and nobody care, the worst thing to do is forget about where you came from.